0: this episode is brought to you by jing's mortgage team jing's mortgage team is a team of real estate mortgage professionals whose mission is to help anyone with their real estate needs if you're looking to buy a home sell a home refinance your home have credit issues or in need of an investment loan we can definitely help you if you're looking for a real estate agent we know the best of the best real estate agents visit the link below for more information (laughs) Alan yes, the great Alan Gauté. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for uh, being my guest on Secret Sauce with Hamilton Lau, a podcast that strives to peel back the curtain, to really uh, try to look for what is the secret sauce that makes people tick, what makes them successful. So I have here Alan Gauté, honored to have you as my guest, Um, pro boxer, uh, professional moguls sk- skier, <laughs> uh, pro boxer, uh, professional chef, business owner of uh, Babaloo here in Huntington. So thank you so much again, my man. <laughs> I- I'm happy to be here. It's, it's a long road, but I'm happy to be here. I've known, you know, Alan for, oh, jeez Ten over ten years. It's gotta be. It has to be like over ten years at this point. In I, mean, I went.
1: I went to John Jay College when I was eighteen. That's right. That's so right. I mean,
0: with fifteen years, maybe. Jesus, like a long, long time yeah. ago, and it's just been amazing watching you grow as a fighter, uh, yeah. seeing you progress, uh, go into the pros. It's like I'm always cheering, like, oh man, yeah. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love to again talk to you because pro boxers are not. They're very special people. It's not every day that you meet a pro boxer so i want to definitely you know dive into you know what makes a successful pro boxer pro boxer but of course please yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself you know how you grew up you know what were you up to and yeah
1: i mean uh i'm probably when people talk to me i'm probably not the best at talking about myself because i leave out a lot of details and a lot of yeah. information but um i mean i grew up in sasad uh under two amazing parents and my mom and my, my father father's a Grandmaster Sensei in karate, a fifth-degree black belt in judo, uh, retired military veteran, NYPD. The list goes on and on. Author, doctor, yada yada. Yeah. I mean, he and um, I mean, my mom. For, for her part, she's done. She was a single mother. My parents were divorced, and she kind of forged her own path. Moved out of her house when she was 18, and just really just two strong character individuals that I kind of grew up under. And um, grew up in Saye Graduated from Sasa High School and um, kind of grew up as an athlete and yeah. probably just doing the whole kid thing and <laughs> yeah. and, and um, but but t- tell us yeah. about
0: moguls what was it moguls yeah uh, skiing right yeah
1: freestyle mogul skier yeah so, yeah how would you get into that well, I started skiing when I was two years old and, and I mean that was my sport when I was growing up and a, and a kid and. Um, I got into to seasonal programs and I was, I was skiing with really, I was nine years old skiing with 18, 20 year olds, because well, they had just come up with the freestyle program up at Hunter Mountain and um, I was way too young, but I was ambitious, <laughs> I was wild and I was reckless and that probably suit, suited all the needs to kind of join the, the group of which I was skiing with. Mm. and. Um, it, downhill mogul skiing, you see it on the Olympics, and you see it on TV, and and um, it's where you do a set of moguls, you jump, you you compete against other uh, skiers as well at the same time, and, and I did that until I was 16 years old, so I competed from when I was 9 to 16, mm. and um, I got as high ranked as the six, 16th in the Northeast, and, and they were going to draft you in the Olympics, right? So before I was going to high school, they they reached out and they sent a letter saying that they wanted to recruit me to uh, an Olympic training program where I would go to high school and I would kind of be under the wing of learning the skill set to become a a professional skier. Um, And at 13 years old, who am I? Just a young kid and and brash. And and, um, I was like, I don't know. I mean, because even at that time, skiing was fun Mm. and I loved it. And even to this day, I love it. But I've always loved it from an enjoyment side of it. And the more I got into competing, the more I got involved in, in it becoming more
0: of a job, the less the less fun it became. Oh, that's interesting. Could you share a little bit for our viewers, like uh, what would transition it from fun to, I mean, I, I can make my assumptions yeah. again, but I would love for you yeah. to share. Like what would transition it from fun to a job?
1: I mean, I, I think for me personally, I think that's also, um, more so with the individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, for okay. me at least, um, I think at a certain point, as a competitor and a- a- as someone that, that has been in sports, and it's always about doing better and being better and, and putting the pressure on your, yourself to be able to compete at a higher level. Sure. And, and I just, I think when I was skiing and growing up and seeing the, the level of what others were at, I mean, I'm not one to compare myself, but I see that, and I'm like, well, I'm always gonna push for that, mm-hmm. and I think it it just you weren't starts into it at that time. Yeah, yeah, it starts yeah. burdening you with stress as opposed to just enjoyment, yeah. because you're making those mistakes, and you, and you just it becomes more of a job where it's just kind of, all right, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna rinse, recycle, and repeat, and right. and. and
0: yeah, i think that there's there's value to be, be spoken about because there's in this because there's purity in physical sports in physical yeah. achievements yeah because uh, mental purity because i think uh, a, a portion of our society they look at physical hardship as you know for example like you know whether it's a competitive weightlifter or you're yeah. a boxer or a professional fighters, yeah. they just say hey you know it's just a sport they just can be but it's i think there's a lot of value in trend in learning uh, about how to deal with internal struggle, oh, uh, yeah. dealing with interpersonal struggle, dealing yeah. with just struggles in general yeah. through um, physical hardship. Yeah. So and and I think you know correct me if I'm wrong. It seems that you know if you were to you know pursue the path of the Olympic uh, moguls competitive yeah. uh, skier, um, it that level of uh, physical hardship just wasn't really the, yeah. the place where your head was yeah. at because you just wanted to ski for fun. Yeah. Like, is that safe to say? Yeah, I
1: definitely think ah. so. And I think that was mostly with all sports. I mean, I've been an athlete my entire life. I was a five-sport athlete in high school, and I did every every sport. And I was, a ski, uh, I was a skater. I did inline skating. I used to compete in skate competitions. And I pretty much did a little bit of everything. Yeah, But it was... I never found it worthwhile. I never found... I guess the reason as to why I should keep going right. in athletics. Right. I and when that fun came out of it is when it just what's the point of doing it? What's yeah. the point of doing it? So I think that's yeah. where at every point athletics always had a, a start date and an end date. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not to say that athletics isn't a part of my rituals and my my lifestyle cuz it is, but as from a co- competing standpoint, it always had a start date and an end date. Yes. And and, and body only yeah, do exactly, so much. my body could right. only do so much and I'm happy that I was at least wise enough to
0: realize that before. Well, but we'll, but we'll definitely get yeah. into that because that's a very exciting story that I want yeah. to tell. But I, on a side note, I wanted to tell a fun story that I had with you, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but I think this was when you first came to John Jay and I think we were like competing or something like in yeah. the same card i don't remember it was a long time yeah. ago and uh uh, uh your dad Algote, yeah. had d- drove me and maurice edwards i'm gonna post a picture by the way on this said uh uh drove me and maurice edwards out to a trap field that was near your house uh. <laughs> we all read i remember this guy he's such an athlete i remember uh. we all started together and I, I believe, like, Alan, you were just, like, kind of jogging with us. And meanwhile, I'm like, I'm sprinting. I'm like, why is this guy jogging? And the next thing you know, he just turned it on. And he just went zoom. And next thing you know, he's, like, a minute ahead of me and Maurice. And at the finish line, Matt Serra, the, yeah. at the time, it was UFC champ, welterweight yeah, champion. Yeah. When he beat Joy St. Pierre, he was there trading for the rematch. Yeah. Um, and you were there chatting up the story. I remember in my head, I'm like, Man. I had to do more wind sprints because <laughs> I totally missed out on this opportunity to, th- yeah. to chat with Matt Sarah. Yeah. When I hit the finish line, let me tell you, I remember I had to throw up. Like, I think I threw up, but, <laughs> and then, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, I remember shaking Matt Sarah's hand. When, yeah. You know, it was like, man, I got to get, you know, more into this wind sprints yeah. because I was out of shape. But that was uh, an awesome yeah, shot. I remember gonna, that day. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna post that picture up. <laughs> I still have that yeah. picture. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but so from there, uh, you, you took a hiatus from uh, uh, mogul skiing at that yeah, point yeah and you when did you transition to, to boxing
1: so I started boxing when I was 16 mm-hmm. pretty much right after my 16th birthday um, it was something that I always kind of wanted to do I did martial how, arts how, with my dad and yeah
0: how come boxing
1: I think just cuz my grandfather on my mom's side was was a professional fighter and he always grew up giving me tapes and kind of just, and being in the martial arts and just kind of, I don't really know why at the time, but I guess, I mean, large part of it could be because of my grandfather. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't remember because I was so young, but it was just always something that I was intrigued, intrigued by. And and then I started boxing when I was 16 Mm -hmm. and then it was not long after I started that pretty much all other recreational sports and things kind of fell to, to the wayside. Ah. And, and I mean, not that I didn't enjoy them. It's just it was like that one thing that,
0: that you became made passionate. About. It made, made me tick. It worked. It worked, yeah. it worked for, for me. Do you remember what was it about boxing that made Jeff like, so passionate about?
1: I mean, I would just say it's probably just the, the, the one-on-one and, and the, the reality of at the end of the day, from sparring to training, to it's, it's, it speaks the truth. It, and it's one of the few sports that speak that truth yeah. and show a person who a person is. Yeah. I mean, like they said, the old saying goes, you play sports, you don't play boxing, you yes. don't play fighting. Right. And, and and for me it was one of those things that like it was hard and i'm i've always been i've been told that if there's an easy way and the most difficult way to get things done i'm going to choose the the hardest way so i think that's when the i that's st- for you yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's development yeah right? and it, yeah. and it's the work i mean i started working when i was 14 years old mm-hmm. and, and i was always working and Boxing came relatively shortly after that, and it's the same thing there. Mm. You got to work it and to, to to reap the rewards. I mean, I remember my second amateur fight. I took out on like a week's notice. I was gassed, out of shape, and, and I won the fight, luckily. But it was one of those experiences I said, never happened again. Mm. And to that day, I mean, in high school, I was waking up at 5.30 in the morning. I would work out, go running, go to school, yeah. come back. What, do whatever, go to the gym, like, it just gave me a reason to really commit myself to something. Yeah, And
0: yeah. for, for our, you know, our fighters that are listening to this podcast, um, I'm sure you guys can totally get everything that uh, Alan just said. And for just the casual viewer, you know, uh, just to uh, piggyback off what I was saying before about yeah. the purity behind physical accomplishments and physical feats like boxing yeah it's it's a high, really high level of uh of hardship putting yourself through and, and self-growth because you're essentially in real time you're learning about yourself yeah you're me i don't believe in an opponent i believe that you're just fighting yourself because it, yeah. yeah and if you get hit from somebody it's just because maybe you didn't train hard enough you know yeah. you didn't slip hard enough you know what yeah. I mean. so it's like you know there's such a high level of self-reflection self growth, and I totally get it mm-hmm. when you say if you're gonna choose the easy path or the hard path, you're gonna choose the hard path because that's gonna give you yeah, the it's, biggest yeah. growth.
1: Yeah, know? I mean, Self-growth. yeah, I mean, and that's the same thing with me. Like, I have my mind up even now to this day while mm-hmm. we're having this conversation, where I wanna end up Yeah. and where I am now. Now, there'll be 150 different ways to get there, yeah. which is fine, but I'm not gonna change the goal right. because just because you have one plan, like one plan, doesn't mean there's a 15 different ways to get there, and 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 that's the same thought process that i really had in boxing too. I mean, it's, mm. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, fighting is fighting, but it's you can really tell the difference between someone that enjoys boxing, spars, mm-hmm. or or a fighter, and yeah. you really only learn that mm. once you put yourself in that. Kind of fight or flight, yeah, position, and you do that through, again, through hardship. Whether it's fighting, whether it's whatever avenue that you choose as an individual, Mm. you learn that through the hardships. And for me, at that time when I was in high school, that was boxing, and that's kind of I was luckily lucky enough to find it because it also kept me always on the other side of getting in trouble
0: right right get you on the right path yeah (laughs) that's always the the better thing you know like you find the outlet that keeps you on the right path yeah especially uh, such a pure sport like boxing i mean it's it's and i wholeheartedly mean this when i say this like it's a pure sport yeah like it as you were saying it exposes you yeah it's it can tell if you're bsing or not Mm -hmm. you just want to tell people that you're a cool fighter yeah uh, that meanwhile you don't go train you know and you know it's it's just the purest in my opinion it's the purest you know, sport ever you yeah know? um but but yeah so you entered the amateurs uh well, well, you, you became a novice first right like in high yeah. school
1: was it yeah I gave I had my first fight 16 or 17 wow. shortly after I started boxing
0: yeah um
1: growing up in the amateurs and especially meet, meeting at John Jay College and spending a lot of time uh I had about 20 or so amateur fights and then also I fought for the New York ath- athletic club in the city a few That's times right yeah and I remember yes. we had that little stint and we went out to the Bronx. and we went out and by the ward, and we had a couple of fights there. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: attach some pictures. Yeah. I have pictures yeah. of that. It's a great time. Yeah, that. so
1: um, kind of just did that as what I did through high school outside of obviously school. And, and um, but again, I mean, that was kind of my my thing. And even in high school with all my friends and groups, they were always like, "Oh, box, box!" Like they used to call me "box" in high school because really, you're going to say I said, I, I would, I guess you could say privileged high school at the time, like, in school, right. what other kids are really, yeah, they're all doing football and basketball and soccer and lacrosse, but like, who's really just kind of like boxing, boxing and yeah. going in the yeah. gym and getting yeah. in fights and like. About to be a pro boxer too, right? Yeah. I mean, I very much knew very quickly after I started amateur that professional was my, yeah, was my kind of,
0: I have to ask you, I have to ask you. Uh, as far as your amateur boxing career goes, yeah. because it was incredible, right? Thank like, you. What would you say is the secret sauce that you noticed? Because 20, 20 fights is a lot of self-growth, yeah. a lot of development, yeah. um, a lot of experience, yeah. not just with yourself, but with your opponent, with the yeah. art of boxing, with, with physical accomplishments, yeah. right? Uh, what would you say is a secret sauce that you, um, that led you to success there? I mean I would say yeah what would you say
1: probably especially as a young kid like I mean again I I grew up under divorced parents and that came with its own sure yeah. emotional baggage baggage yeah. and crap as a kid and um but as an amateur it, I mean it taught me how to lose and be okay with losing. Because I still remember my first few losses in the amateur. Man, I'll ball up and cry and just be so insecure. And and even growing up the way I did, I was always very probably insecure Mm. in in my, just my self-belief. And boxing, especially as a kid and an amateur, taught me really just to, regardless of a loss and regardless of you going to the gym one day and and getting battered and beat up, that and being around gyms and being at all the gyms I used to go to in Hempstead and West Hempstead and and all these gyms, that it didn't matter that they didn't care who I was or where I came from. All I had was me showing up and working, working like a dog, yeah. and being the hardest worker in the room. And whether I got beat up or I didn't, I got respect at the end. Yeah. And I think it taught me more about kinda bouncing back from my insecurities and mm. and how not, not being defined of how I did, yeah. my, whether I won or lost, but about what people thought of me at the end, right, and and, and that goes on. Uh, mm-hmm. A loss, an L, a W. That's just everyone's got them. It's, wow, it's and, you know
0: it's such a deep statement that you made. Yeah. It it resonates with me definitely. I'm sure again for <laughs> my competitors out there as well. Yeah. you know it's for for me. It's like definitely training. You know, under your dad, Al Gote. Yeah, you know I mean, the big thing you that know taught him. me a hundred percent. Hard, like, hard. OG to the max, yeah. legends, legend. But for me, it's like a loss is what the outside tells you Yeah, it is. Like it's a person, it's a record, it's a technology mm. that says that you lost. But yeah. truthfully, internally, what does that mean? Nothing. Yeah. Outside doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's really what's inside. Yeah. It's, it's if you told yourself, did you actually really lose, yeah. right? And that kind of determines where you're, yeah. you're at with this. And that, yeah. to me, was just, it took me a little while to get it. Uh, As well, but then it's like there's just so many lessons, and that's just one of the the great lessons that you know you don't really lose unless you believe that people tell you to lose. And yeah, 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 you know I understand. You people gonna come back to me and say, yeah, (laughs) what about the you know win loss and record and all that stuff? No, that's not even what I mean. I'm talking about the internal growth, the internal part of this. Yeah. How do you know you actually win or how do you know you actually lose? How uh, people that go to war, right, and they might lose in the war, but what's making them you know, continue to move forward. You know it, and even till the last breath, right? What's making them feel like they're gonna, con- they might potentially win? It's that yeah. thought, right? Yeah. That I mean, that thought is that going? Yeah. And that thought is in anybody, everybody,
1: you, me, yeah. Joe exactly. Schmo, exactly. everyone, man, woman, and child. Just because you're eight years old, it's in everyone. Yeah. And to be able to learn that even at a young age yeah. and learn to not, con- not control it because you never will control Mm -hmm. it but be okay with with learning to understand it and and being able to use it not for a disadvantage but use it as a strength because you trained under al gote and he was (laughs) og bar none so even now growing up and him being my trainer i always had to be better and Mm -hmm. do better and do more and and that's just because, again, even looking at someone that accomplished every everything that he did, it's like, <laughs> wow. Big shadow of Phil, yeah. Yeah, which. But it's inspiring. Uh, though, yeah, it's, it's inspiring. Sad. And and learning a sport and learning those tools at such a young age is really what kind of justifies you as not what you do, but who, why you do what you do and, and who you become. Because... The, the adage saying is like, you're just, you're just gonna grow up to be like your parents or just like this or like that. But really that's just what everyone else says. Mm-hmm. And it's so much louder nowadays mm-hmm. with social media because we were really probably the last generation that remembers before it. Yeah, before and, and smartphones. Before and smartphones. Social and, media, right yeah. outside the play. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like our age group was the last yeah. age group that I think really understands what it was like before and everything is so much louder nowadays and just the 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 support and the non-support is so much louder Mm -hmm. and and to learn those tools and develop those tools is probably harder nowadays Mm -hmm. than it is when even 10 years ago because everybody wants
0: instant gratification it's so much
1: faster now everybody wants like they don't
0: want to they don't want to work hard and do wind sprints no it's (laughs) it's it's
1: all clickbait. it's all how can i get to where i'm going uh uh, with the hashtag with the as as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. and and it's like it's just and for me to learn that when i did is is a huge advantage because again you see people, and even us, like sitting here today, it's 15 years goes by in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And to the fact that wow. I see your success through, even if it's social media and you see mine, It's and to be able to be the one to support each other, and
0: that's, you can't really ask for more. So. You know, the, there's huge lesson in everything that Alan is, is saying right now, and this is all learned through, you know martial art pursuit. so like hey if you're young to me if you're even if you're whatever age you are yeah. you know whether it's boxing or, or judo or karate or whatever just uh, definitely there's there's purity and there's a lot to learn from from uh from that physical pursuit yeah. and, and it's not just inter not just personal it's interpersonal like yeah again i know this guy for like 15 years and we're connected through martial arts yeah you know and there's just so much you know personal interpersonal there's so much growth that you can gain yeah. from this but but yeah so so let's come back to this um, amateur career so you're you're at the tail end of your amateur career at this point so what yeah. what made you decide it's, it's fascinating to me because you, you know you did very well in the amateurs yeah. and uh, what made you decide hey I'm gonna jump in to the deep end, the, the pros yeah circuit.
1: I mean being an athlete and being a professional athlete it's like uh, be, being a home cook and being a chef There's a lot of people that know how to cook, but to call yourself a chef and, like, and that's, like, with anything. I mean, um, I don't know. I I feel like, like I said before, early on, I think I knew very quickly the path that I wanted to go. And, I mean, growing up as an athlete and seeing kids and seeing all these Michael Jordans and, and Patrick Ewing and all these, I mean, just superstars that were superstars as athletes at the time. It's like, I mean, kids admire, especially athletic kids, admire people like that. And growing up, I mean, that was when Floyd Mayweather was coming up. And when I was in boxing, I was, was, man, I would sit on, that was when YouTube and videos really just started, I would sit on the computer for hours and just watch the same videos over and over and over. And it's like, damn, like, that's the goal mm. and I, I just feel like I wanted to see how far I could take it mm. and see also not only take the sport but see what I'm capable of right. and, and that's why I entered the, the Golden Gloves when I, was, when I was in high school and I entered all these competitions because I wanted to see not that I was better than anybody Probably at the time, I wanted to be better. It's yeah, sure. It's just, uh, sure. So natural. Yeah, uh, natural. You know, I want to be better than this person. I want to be better than that. You got to think like that, yeah. right, to be a champion. Yeah, and, and you are the best. And when I was a kid, I didn't have that self-belief. And I didn't have that affirmations that I am better. Mm. Now, fast forward, I do. But that I think that's why, why it kept me continuing to pursue more and mm. wanting to be a professional because- being a professional was, like, uh, you're, pro- you're 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 professional. You're respected. You you right. you reach plateau
0: that that nobody else is able to do. Like mean, a yeah. small few, yeah, is able is able yeah. to. Uh, and then it's like kind of kind of like you know I'm quoting David Goggins here, like kind of being.
1: <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, yeah are, oh. you, are you really? Oh, oh man, man. together he, yeah. he is my probably alter ego
0: yeah yeah. (laughs) the being uncommon amongst uncommon people right yeah on top of that on top of being a pro boxer now it's like hey you want to try to be a champion you want to be the best pro boxer yeah everybody i want to ask you about fear because for our listeners who just you know just watch uh, spectate on boxing and even just you know uh, martial arts in general you know what is your perspective on fear how did you overcome it uh, during your entire tenure as a boxer,
1: <laughs> never do. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's real. It's real. It's really that simple. You don't. You learn to use it. Like, I hate fighting. Mm. Always have. I'm always probably the last one to in street fighter. Like, not not my cup of tea. I hate fighting, and I was always scared. But the closer you get and when you make a commitment and you sign yourself up like you learn to just kind of put it behind you and and maybe put it behind you but maybe use it just to kind of the fear to get you get you to work harder get you to do more get you to run one more mile do one more sprint go to the gym for one more hour sharp. yeah i mean cuz then, then when you step in the ring yeah, there's the other man on the other side you can get knocked out very quickly and I've had friends that have been on TV that have gotten knocked out and died. So it's like to the point where I used to train with them very much and a lot. And it's like happens that quick Mm -hmm. where, yeah, you think everything's going to be great today and tomorrow you don't wake up. So it's like that fear never goes away. You just learn to whether cope with it or learn to use it as a motivating driving factor into. Mm. getting you to wake up and getting you to go to work and getting you to to do what you said you were gonna do mm. long after the, the whether you don't want to do it like in it's yeah. just you don't you never lose it and you never you're never gonna run away from it you gotta yeah
0: well, we'll talk about the first fight that you had I mean, yeah because again you know for those of you who don't know being an amateur boxer and then suddenly making the leap the jump to yeah. a pro boxer we're talking about deep waters here. We're talking about yeah. you know people who do this for a living, who focus, who train all day, you know, yeah. who live, breathe, dream the sport of boxing. You know, did how was your first fight like? What was that experience like? Did you did you feel any fear when you went oh, yeah. right into it?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, first fight was in 2012. I was 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was supposed pro, pro to pro fight, pro first pro fight, and before that. Uh, I was in Farmingdale State College, I was going to school, and yeah, I I did college, but it just did it because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I almost moved to California because when I was getting ready to make my decision to turn pro, I took a trip out to California for like two weeks with my mom, and we went out to Freddie Roach's gym, Wildcard, and trained out there for like a week and a half, two weeks, and was sparring, was training with their fighters, and... To the point they when I left they were all calling me Long Island where I was like all right you know what I'm gonna just pack up and move out there and figure it out but long story short I didn't and I was like let me do it uh, after that trip I was very much all right this is what I'm doing and pro
0: boxing yeah pro boxing was going back to New York to do it yeah you know what you mean? Okay.
1: yeah and um so once I got back I was like you know what I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this a shot. I have to give it a shot. Otherwise, I'm going to regret it. Like, I I stopped going to college. Like, I just was ready to in. ready to give it a shot, to at least know if I can do it. Because, and, and then July, I think it was July 12, 2012, I ended up turning pro. And uh, my first fight was against... Uh, Oh, man, I should probably remember his name. But anyway, I
0: mean, it's a long time ago. Lo- you year, ten years ago, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, scared, 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 scared. How
0: did you? How did you manage the fear while you were fighting? Because, as you were saying, the fear is never gone, right? Yeah. It's always there. But how do you, for our viewers who hopefully can j- draw some inspiration out of this, how do you ever? Because again, I can totally attest, and every single martial artist that I talk yeah. to about this, nobody tells me that they're not scared yeah but fear is actually what makes you a better fighter yeah 100%. especially during the fight yeah. right but like i want to yeah. you know hear your thoughts on this like how did you manage the fear during the fight i mean it's there, in the back there, of your mind. there
1: was no fear during the fight mm. i mean i kind of made my peace before getting in that ring mm. where as soon as you step in that ring that's one of the best things about boxing or, or fighting a martial like you can't once you sign on and once you make that okay it's time it's that's where your doubts your your fears your insecurity it's all gonna be shown through through the action of fighting mm. and, and i mean at least for me i knocked my first i knocked him out in the minute 47 nice. seconds in the first
0: round and i don't remember one second of that fight <clears throat> you were just in the moment yeah at the time There's yeah. something interesting about that like just time is different yeah i mean you take three minutes it was a three minute round, yeah, three right? minute round. you, you take like three minutes you know because when we did the amateurs like i did I it was two, minute two minutes yeah, two but minutes but it was like within that two minutes it doesn't feel like two minutes no it feels, it feels like, like, a like lifetime. forever yeah. <laughs> like they're just and and just to add on what you're saying about fear yeah. you know there's like it's something very interesting that happens because there is real estate in your brain an actual real estate right yeah. now we're kind of spoiled because nothing's yeah. going on yeah you could just think about whatever you want to think about yeah but really you can only have so much thought in your head during yeah. competition yeah because if you're suddenly thinking about fear and no, it's gonna yeah. take over your brain you're not thinking about yeah. the opponent exactly you're not thinking yeah. about strategizing. you're yeah. not thinking about you know uh, what's a, what's the opening you're not yeah. thinking about any of that right yeah. no. so for you it was just, just in the zone yeah you're just completely living the moment yeah that eternity yeah that three minutes of eternity right
1: it keeps you sharp and I mean at least for me that's what works for me is that like I made a deal with myself yeah and I'm not gonna break that deal hundred percent and, and once I know that, I'm good with the outcome. Yeah, I'm good with whatever was on the other side of that outcome. And it's a deal that I made with myself before I even step foot in the ring to mm-hmm. fight that night. Before I start anything, it's a deal that I say I'm going to make with myself. And regardless of circumstances, I'm going to see through it. Yeah, And then really the fear kind of just becomes, okay, well, if you made that deal and you're accept, you're accepting of both vices, the good and the bad, then yeah. really, what is what is the fear anyway? Except just a feeling, exactly, and, and that emotion. Yeah, that kind of emotion
0: gets you nowhere, right? Motion, motion gets you somewhere. Yeah. emotion yeah. doesn't really get. Yeah, you so anymore, like, right? Yeah, so like it kind of goes away, and and yeah. there's
1: no time once the it's it's go time, and I mean it's that's it. Yeah. It's so like. Go, right? Yeah, and one for me. Once I make that deal, fear is just really just another
0: byproduct yeah. of everything else that you're doing. So it's like yeah, a lot of sports psychologists. They you know I, I looked into this. They call that like the zone. Yeah, where it's like you are just time just kind of is it, it reacts differently, and it's like you're you're in the moment and yeah. you're just. You don't got time to think about anything else except a moment. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, for, for, for our viewers out there, I highly recommend it. You know, get into a martial art, especially with the hat sparring. Oh, yeah, of course. Because you can you can really, you experience the zone. That's where yeah. time just, it's very, very strange. It's just time just, it just hurt, it's like it's longer now. Yeah. Every You feel everything. You're smelling everything. It's very, yeah. very interesting. Like maybe yeah. that adrenaline dump. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah, know I mean, what it is. But Yeah, um, I mean,
1: you got to be able to get yourself, I mean, at least for me, like, get myself in that and and then also be able to also learn to step out of that because it's yeah it's you can get yourself there but you got to also be able to know that difference between that and reality and being able to get there and then also because that's even as a fighter that's not who you are it's what you do.
0: Ah, you mean, like, you mean like knowing when to switch it off because yeah. you're not fighting anymore. Yeah. You're going out with your friends type of thing. Yeah, because ah.
1: like it's, again, it's that fight or flight moment where it's like even leading up to a training camp or leading up to a pro, mm-hmm. uh, my pro debut or le- leading up to a fight. It's like you go from here to here. And like at what point do you, and this is not only for sports, it's for really anything. It's just at like what point do you say, it's okay to exit and open up and and kind of be vulnerable, because right. that the sport and boxing also teaches you to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it's like you got to learn to be able to, even at least for me, it's, you learn to get yourself there. But you also got to learn to when to turn it on and turn it off, because yes. you
0: can't you can't always be in that fight or flight. Right, a lot of lessons. Boxing is yeah. is amazing. A lot of lessons to be learned, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, but no, t- tell us about uh, what are your last fights? Right? You're, yeah. Your pro- uh, so so you went. What was your record again? It was I won uh, eight and three with four knockouts. Eight and three with four knockouts. Yeah. So so tell us about that last fight. Oh, holy moly! So
1: yeah, so my last fight was in twenty sixteen. Um, I had a couple. I had about a year off and some layoffs and things like that. And uh, leading up to my last fight, or well, my second, technically second to last fight, um, was supposed to be in, I don't know, April, May, April, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was training, was rock hard. I moved up in weight from 135 to 140. Um, man, I was in the best shape of my career, my, my career and just looked great, felt great, looked great. And um, got on the scales. My opponent ended up getting arrested.
0: No, wow. Fight
1: fell through. Wow. Short went, took about a few days off, got a phone call saying three weeks from now, they want to put you back on for the New York State title against a local local friend of mine that we used to train together. Um, And, um, yeah, okay. So right from that full training camp, a few days off, flew right down, back down to Florida for another two and a half weeks, And during that time, just, I mean, I was just going, going, going that the injury started coming and uh, leading up to that last fight, I had instances in sparring that I started getting hit and getting uh, nerves and I had no sensation in my entire left side of my body and wow and um, it was leading up to that last fight just because no rest and going back to back going three months and then right back and not giving yourself that time it's um but again it was a new york state fight it was a new york state title fight like yeah, put i it mean all in. put it all put in line, and why right? i mean to pass up an opportunity like that it's you know it's i mean how could you go wrong
0: yeah i think one of the things that. I admire a lot about you, even like from way back. You know, just when you there, it's 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 a beautiful dance. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like when when you fight, you go all in. Yeah, there's just like as you were saying, you go in, and especially with that train, I can imagine. Did did you sustain any major injuries at that time? that you started getting like the nerve? Yeah, injuries. I mean, I think the damage was already there.
1: I mean, accumulated, accumulated over time. Um, it just happened to happen then. Um, and the nerve damage was already there. I had 280 discs in my neck, finding
0: out after the fight. And uh, broken neck, essentially, right? Pretty much. And, um, you were You were training through a broken neck.
1: Yeah, um, and, but, but the way I look at it is, yeah, the old school way, gotta be tough chalk or it up and it. yeah work through the pain push through it, right. and, and push through it and 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 um that's kind of my own mentality is like yeah right. again i mean it's gonna push through and and
0: whatever it's just yeah you know the the, the difference between an amateur boxer's punch and a pro yeah. boxer's punch yeah there's just it's uncomparable it's like yeah. an amateur boxer it's like I don't want to say play fighting, but it's like you're 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 fighting, and it's like you know how to punch, you you know how to fight, but a pro boxer is like everything is efficient, yeah. Everything is perfect, yeah. And you're getting hit with a pro boxer's punch. It's like you're getting hit with the body weight.
1: Yeah, I mean there's 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 there's, there's a there's a vast separation in vast. being compared from an amateur to a pro,
0: yeah, and I especially mean, you know people say oh MMA versus boxing, and it's like it's really two separate sport, yeah. Because like a pro boxer, it's like the perfection of a cross or a hook or a jab. It's yeah. just all body weight, all yeah. efficiency. There's yeah. no no comparison, yeah. you know. And I can only imagine, like much respect to you because that's a real brutal sport. Being a pro boxer, being a competitor, pro competitor, yeah. because you're getting hit with you know full on weight in like one yeah. location you know yeah. 140 pounds 180 pounds and you know when they yeah. generate that movement too it's probably worth you know potentially double that yeah. so it's it's god bless that you <laughs> you know what I mean that like you're okay now because yeah. it's a very very brutal brutal sport oh wow. yeah but well, I think it's yeah.
1: it's brutal in its it's
0: beautiful in its brutality 100%, 100%. and because it's Pure. Yeah. So, what was happening with your arm at the time during the fight? Did you like lose sensation in the middle middle of the fight?
1: Yeah. I mean, because I started getting hit, and oh, like my whole left side go went down. But lo- I I started switching to southpaw leading up to that training, which camp is the right side, more. right leg yeah, forward right leg instead forward. of left yeah. leg
0: forward, because you're normally a left leg yeah left leg forward orthodox fighter. Or right
1: or right fighter. Right. So, um, but I was able to do both, and and that was, and I started doing that throughout the fight right. to to kind of. Mess keep, them up a little bit mess yeah. them up but also to yeah. keep me safe because I knew that like I was I was injured I I yeah. I phys, physicality wise I just I wasn't strong right because I um, just your body is just run down depleted but um but yeah I mean that was probably the thing that like yeah I knew I was fighting in, injured um, and switching orth, from Orthodox to lefty and doing those little things is what kind of got me to got I
0: guess the finish line. Did you did you ever have a moment in your head where you you went into the fight knowing you're going to lose? Or did that thought ever come to your head that I'm going to lose this fight?
1: Probably. Mm. Uh, I mean Probably. I mean but I think you go into every fight
0: thinking that. Ah, like the healthy like the, the, the healthy, healthy amount of it amount of i might lose type of thing ah. yeah but
1: uh, i mean um but you, so i would say yeah i mean i think in every single fight there was always a little bit of that mm. where it's like
0: okay now, now what now this is important i think that the viewers can definitely gain from like at what point where you say all right there's a healthy amount and then there's the crippling amount you know what i mean like there's people that yeah. they they just even before they do anything they just have already decided, I'm gonna lose, or I'm not gonna do this, or I'm not gonna fail. Like I'm gonna fail for yeah. sure. Like, you know, do you have any thoughts on, you know, how you, you know, judge that or navigate that? How you get through it? Where it's like, okay, this is kind of unhealthy at this point. You know, like, like especially yeah. coming from with your experience in such an extreme level of competition, uh, fighting for the title. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how would wh- what advice would you give to a viewer in how to like, hey, you know. You might be, you know, uh, you might think you're gonna lose, but just please be careful that it's not gonna be a crippling, <laughs> you know, fear uh, or, or, or yeah. thought. Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't think that comes from you. Mm. I think that comes from the people that are around you. Mm. Interesting. And, and cause, at least for me, because okay. I, for me, it was always a recognition from the ones that were around me saying okay yeah rest enough is enough like mm. and i think that's why it's very important to where they say you choose you choose the people that yeah. you surround yourself that's with important. and that, and that is a reflection of yourself so mm. it, it it's very important to be select very selective in who mm. you choose to be around you because uh, i mean they're the ones that keep you safe and especially for fighting and for boxing like that saying holds true because it's the manager it's your trainer it's mm-hmm. the ones that you're entrusting them to 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 keep you from that was what what you're saying and so yeah. it's like because i'm very much the type of person 100 miles an hour yeah. i'm i'm 100 miles an hour and once i say yes i'm all in there's there's no stopping me from okay. from going once i go i go that's it mm-hmm. you're either coming with me or not but once i go i go and it's like even now, like if I go on a run, yeah, I'm going as fast as I can till I can't. Right. <laughs> and um, but that's why I think it was always equally important to me to, in like my mom was my co-manager, and to, to surround myself with people that I trusted to 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 keep me safe mm-hmm. and, and to keep me in, I guess between the lines. Right. I mean, so I don't think it it it's really I mean, yeah, maybe it's a little bit of yourself as well, mm-hmm. recognizing that. But once you're in it, if you're really in it, you learn to ignore that. Because you can't have that if you're going to be right. fully committed to, to what you're doing. So, But that's why choosing who you surround yourself with that's important. is just as important. Because if it's basketball, or football, or sports, or whatever business or job once if you're in it you're in it you can't think about all those exteriors which is why it's important to choose
0: your surroundings carefully carefully yeah right so so walk us through your thought process and walking away from pro pro boxing i mean i know you still dabble in it here and there you still spar yeah but as far as your pro career as a boxer would you say that it's you're 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 done with it at this point you might go back i mean i don't know i always say i would like to have one more Ah, okay. Um, just because
1: I also... Not that I don't like the way I left off, but I feel like even now being who I am now and fighting when I fought when I was so young, I just think I would like to do it this time for for the enjoyment wow. of just... I know I'm not going to be a world champion. I know I'm not going to make millions of dollars. I, I like All that was eight years ago mm-hmm. but now to do it just because for fun I want to right I mean and if people are watching me and people can gain some sense of whatever from it inspiration inspiration yeah, yeah. or support or, or, or reflection or or whatever it is that they want to gain from then then great mm-hmm. I mean and for me it's just because I have so much respect for what it did for me and what it gave me and the tools and everything that it gave me is just why i would do it again um and for that reason i always say i would if the opportunity presents itself and time and circumstances then yes i would Mm. um so but as a professional competitive boxer yeah that's that's behind me but yeah but
0: well talk about the you know with that, with that said, let's talk about, you know, what you, would you say that you bring to uh, tra- your transition to a uh, 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 pro chef, right? Because you're a professional chef yeah. now, <laughs> you know, uh, d- is there any kind of lessons that you can take from boxing and you use uh, daily as a professional chef? Because it's, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, Alan Gauthier, yeah. man, like, it's you know whatever yeah. you do i know you go all in yeah uh yeah you strive for the best yeah so would you say that there's anything that you can that you brought from boxing over to, to the chef i the
1: I, I i honestly think everything I, okay. I, I mean even like myself a chef a cook like i don't look at myself as a chef my peers may and it's out of respect of my craft and what i do and which is which is i'm grateful for mm-hmm. but a chef. I'll be the last one to call myself a chef. I don't ask Mm. any of my staff members or people I work with to call me chef. Like, You see me as that, great. But I think I treat what I do now, being a chef and being a cook, as from an athletic mindset (laughs) Mm -hmm. because that gave me everything. Mm. And to see that the tools, the same... Tools required to be successful in athletics are really the same tools that are required to be successful not only in business but entrepreneurship and yes. and just life in general. Cause it's so I'm an athlete through and through, and even to this day, sitting here and I'm still an athlete. I'll always be an athlete. I'll always think like an athlete. I'll always be as competitive as an athlete. Yeah. Cooking and the chef is maybe who I am now, and it's. Just, Part of what I do, but uh, the mind, the mindset, the makeup, the 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 values, the, the, everything is that of a competitor and a professional athlete because mm-hmm. it's to the highest level yeah. and the highest degree of, yeah. of of what you can push your right.
0: your body and your limits to. Right. So it's like problem solving, everything, self reflection, yeah. you know, self improvement. Yeah. It's like you bring all of that to the
1: literal table when you cook. Yeah, and that's what I do now. And I think that's why I'm still here today. And and luckily luckily enough for me, it gave me the tools necessary to succeed. Not that this hasn't, being a chef and being a cook and and learning in the field hasn't given me tools. Mm -hmm. But it gave me tools necessary to do the job. But... I already had everything I needed long before that mm. which is why in past jobs and and, and, and internships and, and, and culinary school and all the other things that I did to become a chef and become a cook why I was successful there mm. because they whether I had the tools or the skill set at that point or not they didn't see that they saw the the integrity and the values that i the learned hard work the hard work the, and the
0: bs behind faking it yeah can't they it,
1: they right? saw that but that came mm-hmm. because of my background yeah. as an athlete a boxer and uh, uh, i mean that came from that mm. so and that's why i mean even now to this day everything that
0: i learned there holds true here wow and what i do I love it. Alan, man, I don't know how better to end this than that, than leaving it on that note. You know, like there, you know, if you're if you're having explored martial arts, a hundred percent, you know, try it out, you know, especially uh martial arts that had sparring in it. Because there's so much self-growth, there's so much self-reflection, so much to gain, you know. But uh, but Alan, thank you so much for coming on. What are you up to now? Oh now, man! Yeah. I'm just I'm just running around.
1: As yeah, ever. I All right. mean, and still doing
0: your pro chef thing. And, yeah, still.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm doing private catering and yeah. private cooking on the side, and, yeah. and um, kind of doing doing that a lot now, and and um, trying to branch off and and do more and try and get involved a little bit more in consulting and cooking and everything like that. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm always keeping myself busy.
0: I'll I'll put Alan's information in the description. Yeah, please do. Reach out to him just to say hi, or if you're interested in a caterer or somebody to hook you up, Alan for sure will do that. Alan, thank you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate your time. It's an honor. Uh, (laughs) Honor's all mine. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Jing's Mortgage Team. Jing's Mortgage Team is a team of real estate mortgage professionals whose mission is to help anyone with their real estate needs. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, refinance your home, have credit issues, or in need of an investment loan, we can definitely help you. If you're looking for a real estate agent, we know the best of the best real estate agents. Visit the link below for more information.